And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast. I'm Tony Wexler, your host, and Strive to Thrive is brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. Now, I have a very special guest today on this program. We are going to talk about something that I believe we all need in this world today. We need to learn to take better care of ourselves and directly we need what they call self-care. So if that sounds like something that you need and that you really feel that you need to start taking better care of yourself and growing, I think you're going to love this show. So I want to introduce to you my friend, Jess, who's going to talk to you all about this today. Jess, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Tony. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm so glad you could be here too. So tell me what led you to learn the importance of self-care in your life and maybe the people around you. Wow. Well, thanks for asking that question. It's quite a question. So self-care has always been a big part of my life. And when it hasn't been, I've really noticed a big gap. And I was anxious when I didn't have it. So what led me to greater self-care now um, was that I was working, slaving at a corporate job for 70 hours a week. And I used to preach and preach about balance. And then I became one of those people who was very out of alignment and was not taking good care of themselves. Mm, this is so true because I think a lot of us feel that way. My ebook, Strive to Thrive, is, is about that, that we are striving too much because we want to thrive, but we're not allowing ourselves to thrive. And that's exactly what it sounds like you discovered working these 70 hour weeks. Absolutely. So, yeah, after I was working these 70 hour weeks, everything that I was preaching was going out the window. And after I had said, hey, enough is enough, I'm out of balance. I started slowing coming back to my self-care. And so much so, I thought people needed it so much, I created um, my very own challenge, which was really fun. That was great. Yeah, I, was, uh, I participated in that, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, that was a lot of fun. For those of you listening, it was a Facebook challenge. And uh, it was a seven day challenge and just got on every day and gave us, even gave us homework. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But the homework having to do with taking better care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, so tell, tell us more about your journey uh, from where you went from to get into like the business world and this striving work and how you made that change and what caused you to realize that you needed to make that shift? So I guess I really started to develop a self-care routine. When I started slowing down and paying attention to my body, I was actually misdiagnosed uh, ADHD. 
So all of my life, I was put on um, medicine that told me that I needed to focus when really this wasn't the problem. I was actually just depressed. How funny that when you're depressed that you can't actually focus. Later, I would take off and um, no longer be on medication. And I realized that I wasn't taking good care of myself and I wasn't being my own best friend. Yes, you, we have to do that too. We have to take care of ourselves and be our own best friend. I, I love that. I, I love that revelation that you had. And how many people out there are, are taking all these medications right now and it's actually making them sicker? Yeah, a lot, Tony. I'll tell you a lot. A mm-hmm. lot of people. They treat it like, and again, I don't want to totally knock modern medicine because there are some great things out there in medicine. But I think today uh, we use the Band-Aid approach and we use the treat approach. We treat things rather than try to cure them. And sometimes we have the power to heal and cure ourselves that we don't even know about. I know I went to a completely plant-based diet. And for me, uh, the improvements in my health since doing that have just been amazing. I think in your case, um, being able to have that focus and have that clarity just from realizing that it was depression related. So how did you get out of that depression? What, what did you do to get out of that state? Well, it's funny, Tony, because when you are depressed, you actually go through cycles where you feel better, but sometimes you you pretty much always have it. So it's something I still struggle with. But Mm -hmm. how I really decided to get out of it is that I decided that I deserved to eat. I deserve to move my body. I deserve to have kind, loving, nonviolent thoughts to myself and to others, to not steal from other people or from myself and not have excess. So I started really taking really amazing care of myself. Like I was my own best friend. And then things started to really open for me. I stopped, you know, having my shoulders swung in and shrunken. Like I was a victim of the world. And I began to be the confident author of my reality with my shoulders back and looking at the horizon. It was definitely not an easy process, but something I did over time with love. With love. You have to show that. Yeah. You have to feel love for yourself. And so many people, when they get depressed, they, they beat themselves up, don't they? And that's something that it's not helping them at all. No, a lot of people actually can't even take a compliment, especially when they're in a depressed state because they do not see it themselves. Absolutely. So is there anything uh, that people might misunderstand about you that you've noticed? Well, I am a very sensitive and nurturing person, but I'm also very complex and meticulous and intense and passionate. So what people could misunderstand is that they haven't met themselves yet where I have met myself. So they could have trouble relating to me because they are not completely where I am at on my journey. So I would say that if they don't understand me, it's because they haven't gone to those very depths 
of themselves yet. And that's perfectly okay. And I accept that. So what does it mean or what did it mean for you uh, when you say I have met myself? Essentially, people can only meet you where they have met themselves. And when I say met themselves, I mean, how have they shown up for themselves in their life? And have they done the work, the real soul work? And not just this is beyond self-care. This is looking at their patterns, their programs and saying, hey, I want change and I'm going to fix it and taking that committed approach to their life. That's the first step, isn't it? They have to realize that they want the change and they want to fix it. They have a problem. Yes, yes, exactly. Because we can't fix something if we don't if we don't admit to it. And most people today aren't willing to admit that they have a problem because it's hard. Nope. (laughs) And it is so hard. Yes. And in your case, you said you became your own best friend. Mm -hmm. And when you are your own best friend, who is it that you tell your biggest secrets to? My journal. Yeah. Because (laughs) you're your best friend and you will give yourself an honest answer and say, Hey, you know, you need to fix this problem. You need to take care of this right now. And that led you to to the person you are now. So you actually work with people uh, who are going through this in in coaching? Yes, I do. Um, Well, I think it's really cool that you're also a coach, Tony. And I know that we connected right away. And it's very reason that we want to support and help people and impact in people's lives. But I do. um, I am a coach. I am neuro-linguistics practitioner for um, certified and a 200 hour yoga and breath work. Yes. Uh, I think one of the things that I didn't know that I learned from you, because I, I also do, you know, meditation, breath work and yoga, but the, I believe it was the, the four, seven, eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you tell those listening what that's all about? Cause that was very profound, especially for me, because sometimes if I'm working hard, I'll go to bed and you, your mind starts wandering. Have you ever had that where your just mind starts wandering at night and you just can't go to sleep because you keep thinking about all these things that really can wait till the next day, but your mind just keeps wandering and you start solving the world's problems at 3 a.m. And I found that since you showed me how to do that, I was able to just sit back or actually lay back in my bed and do that four, seven, eight. And it was, or it actually was a a huge help uh, in falling back to sleep. Yeah. So originally the four, seven, eight method, and it's actually a more advanced breathwork technique that people have used to calm the nervous system and actually help them sleep and with stress. So the 478 method was founded in breathing in for four seconds in through the nose. And then you hold for seven seconds, holding that breath just lightly, nothing crazy. Then slowly pursing the lips and exhaling through the mouth to the count of eight. So this isn't recommended more than twice a day. And I would highly recommend it as Tony said, right before bed. So if you're one of those insomniacs like me and Tony, this is for you. Mm-hmm. And especially if you drink a lot of coffee, although I have cut down my coffee intake. 
Um, Me too. Congrats. Yes. <laughs> I, I love my coffee, but I, uh, I, I've cut it back because um, it's something I felt that I had to do. So, so let's get back into uh, the coaching a, a little bit. What is one thing that one of your programs did for one of your clients that you did not expect? Well, I will believe that I did not fully expect my clients to cry in the first 10 minutes of talking to me. Wow. And because my heart is so open, this usually is starting to happen more and more. But I will say I did fully expect them to change because they were committed to it. But after they, with working with me, developing a routine, um, thanks to my business coach who really hammered that into me, I started saying, you know, we need to take better care of ourselves because how can we show fully for ourselves and our emotions if we're not taking good care of ourselves. So that's the first change that I've seen in my clients is that they're showing up more fully and taking better care of themselves. Yes, showing up more fully and taking better care of themselves. So let me ask you, because I'm sure those listening are probably getting curious now, in, is there any, or are there any tips that you could present to those listening for self-care and things that they could do maybe implement on a daily basis to make their journey a more positive one? Mm -hmm. I would first begin with just doing something fun for yourself and scheduling one minute of fun. It could be dancing. It could be moving your body, anything that seems fun to you. Because a lot of people who don't take care of themselves don't allow themselves to feel joy. Can you believe that? It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Followed by that, I would also say coming back to the breath. So often we are working and we have to go to the next thing and the next thing. And when you really just rewind, right, like a videotape, catch yourself when you're not breathing and ask yourself why. And just taking a exaggerated breath in through the nose and out through the mouth and catching yourself in those little moments of self-care. Those little moments, those things really count. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that. Anything else? Um, yes. I would also say affirming thoughts. So often we have head trash, quote, quote, I like to call it or things that are just not serving us. And the things that we tell ourselves, these limiting beliefs, like I'm not worthy, I don't like myself, I'm not enough. And I want you to go into the mirror and I want you to hold yourself and say, you know, even if it's uncomfortable, uncomfort is where the growth happens. Say, I like myself and look at yourself in the eyes. Like you're your own best friend and complete with more affirmations that feel and resonate with you. And why that might seem a little crazy at first, trust me, you get more comfortable with your own presence and loving yourself. Yes. Yeah. So that would be maybe when you get up in the morning and when you look into that mirror, you can start telling yourself positive things about yourself. Absolutely. Yep. 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 
and get rid of all that negative talk because negative self-talk is something that just really puts us, brings us down and it takes us out of our best state when we're in the world, when we're going through our day. And, you know, we think we, we say something silly, like, Oh, that stuff never happens to me. Well, why not? If you keep expecting those things not to happen to you, those good things, then they're never going to happen. Yes. We are the authors of our reality. Absolutely. We have to take hold of that pen if we are the authors and we have to control what's being written down. Start writing. Absolutely. And good stuff only. Good stuff only. Absolutely. I, I, I love that. So speaking of writing, so let, let me ask you, this is an interesting question that I like to ask people once in a while, is if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Discover the person you were born to be. Because I'll just let that sit for a second. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So many people already know who they are, but are so afraid of their own light. And it's not our darkness that frightens us. It is our light. And when (sighs) we let our light shine, we unconsciously give others the permission to do the same. By shining our light, we're giving others the permission. Yeah. Yeah. It would be a white billboard with black lettering. And that's all. That's all because it's a simple message, isn't it? Just thought provoking. Thought provoking. Right. What does that mean to discover yourself? This, and I think we all need to discover our, our why, you know, why we're, why are we put on this earth? We, we all have a mission. I think that we have to find. And I think you found yours. I mean, I can, I can just feel the energy about you whenever you talk about this stuff that you just, you light up and it's, oh. um, <laughs> it's, it, it is, it's very, um, it's very noticeable, uh, at least to me, because I'm, I'm very in tune to that kind of thing. I I've spent many years working as an investigator. So, you know, I have very keen observational skills. So I kind of notice everything uh-huh. <laughs> when I'm paying attention, which actually makes me a better coach because I notice things about people that they don't pick up, uh, just a little <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. A little innuendos, but uh, there's something mo- much more rewarding about when y- you can take a client and they reach that discovery in themselves and they realize, oh, I've been doing this. Why have I been doing this? I need to change that. It's that aha moment and those aha moments that people feel. And that's the most rewarding thing about coaching. Mm-hmm. So what makes you feel inspired or makes you feel like you're at your best self? Well, I would first like to turn the question and ask you, Tony, what makes you feel inspired? I'm interested in knowing what makes you inspired. That's a good question. I feel, because I asked it, of course, right? I get inspired when I see the growth in others. When I see, when I see others just realize who they are, why they were put on this earth, where they're going, and when I can lead somebody into the journey to fulfill their purpose, their God-given purpose, I think and we all have that purpose in life. When I found that everything in my life has led me to where I am now and become a coach, I was going to, again, in the investigation world, I train other investigators, interview, interrogation skills, talking to people, influencing them. An example is if 
if I can get somebody to confess to doing something bad and <laughs> sign, sign that, yeah, and sign that confession. Oh gosh. And then, and then at the end of that confession, and they just they just told me what they did and admitted to it, and then they thank me for it. I figure I can teach people how, you know, to sell a car or something like that, because a lot of that is the same mindset. It's the same skills. It's really relating to people. So I was going to do that as I moved out of the investigation world, but I discovered coaching. I got myself a mentor and a coach who I was working with and learned a lot about it and realized that, wait a minute, this is what I need to do because- yeah, I need to show people mm. the importance of being their true and authentic self. Yes, you do. And most people in life don't know what they want. They don't. At least they do deep down, but sometimes they're afraid of it. Yeah, it's that fear. And we have to cut that fear to let them bring that out. So have you done that with a lot of your clients? Turning it back to you here. Yeah. So I guess first I should say what interests me is... Definitely others' light and their passions and their interests. I'm always enamored by somebody who can speak almost fluidly about the things that they love or the things that they are most passionate about. I think that is just such an admirable trait of the humanity, humankind. But um, moreover, with fear in my clients, I really um, I use a technique with them where it's the Socratic method, where I keep asking them why. And some of them get so infuriated with me, but eventually they answer their own question or at least they sit on it to think about. And it opens up those gateways. Maybe this isn't exactly what I thought and this was a limiting belief or this was a just an illusion I created in my narrative. And by drilling down from, it's like peeling the layers of an onion. You peel off that first why, and then Mm -hmm. that next why. And the more you do that, the more you finally get to the root of what the issue is. Yes. And when you find that root of the issue, it's just such an exciting time, especially I feel as teachers, we get so much from it too. And I'm yeah. just pumped when they reach that because mm-hmm. they see it for themselves and that we have just led them there. Yes. And when we've led them there, they can say, hey, I did this. I figured mm-hmm. this out. And that's great because I want them to take the credit for it because they did figure it out. I just gave them a little direction. And that's what you do. And the best coaches let them take all the credit. Mm-hmm. With- nudge (laughs) with a couple of little nudges here and there yes yep now in addition to coaching uh you also do you also have some programs that you're teaching and you're involved with i see that you're launching a a re-self discovery uh 60-day healing program yes well i'm so excited about this i will actually be launching this in november and it will be a 60 day workbook and every day there's something you can write in and something to challenge yourself. And I've based this off of my own healing process. And you go through the integral parts of the five stages of grieving and then taking some journals about it and how you could really heal and let's heal together. Let's heal together. Mm -hmm. So 
if someone is interested in this program, how would they reach out to you? Oh, okay. Yes. Beautiful. So currently I am taking emails at hello at gangajaya.com and that's G-A-N-G-A-J-A-Y-A.com. And just send me a message and say, I'm interested in the workbook. For those of you who didn't get to write that down, I will be posting the link in my <laughs> Facebook group as well. So you can Thank just come you. to the Strive to Thrive group and, and you can sign up for that program. And you have a couple other programs too. I, I, I know you have a, uh, a masterclass that you put out. Is that uh, yes. yet? Actually, it is. So I, it's actually now a free masterclass. And what I do is that if you're interested in actually attracting more magnetism to yourself and in your life, and you want that self-care routine, you want to start taking better care of yourself, I have a three video series and slides that go with it um, that I am more than willing to share. And if you feel called, then let's reach out and I would love to connect even further. That is great. And I, I, I hope people do because... I mean, it's free. Come on, really? You know, I think you can afford that. I know we're getting into the holidays and I know, you know, we don't want to spend a lot of money, but if what we have to spend is free, then let's go for it. On the other side of that, do you find as a coach that sometimes people are hesitant to invest in themselves? No, I only work with clients who are fully ready and they say, I want this for myself and I'm committed to this journey, whatever it takes, because people will find a way when they're serious. I fully trust the universe that something has to be, they have to say, I have to do this. And I like, I'm, I'm going to explode if I don't. Mm. And when they're at that point, that's when you leave. Yes. I call that the, the, you have a wake up call moment in your life where you just say, wait a minute. It's time. I'm done with this. Yeah. It's time to make that change. And that's the best time to meet someone, especially from a coaching perspective, because then they are motivated and they want to make those changes. Yes. And that's the only clients I like to work with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I have had some where I'll just say, well, I think you should maybe read this book. I always like to leave people better off than before they had the interaction with me, but if I don't think they're ready to go to the next level, then I'll recommend something and maybe they'll come back to me six months, a year later. That's beautiful. And I think that the people who are meant to will always come back. A few more questions for you today. What is the most important thing or lesson that you've learned in your life? And what was your life or your life like before you learned it? And then after? Wow. I love this question because I've been really, really thinking about it, especially the past few days. So you caught me in the middle of everything unfolding right now, just as it is. And my biggest lesson has been trying too hard and not showing up authentically. What do you describe? How, or how would you describe not showing up authentically? For someone who hasn't heard that term before. Sure. For such a long time, I didn't know how to be myself. And I felt that if I were truly to be myself, I would 
not be accepted and I would be rejected. So I was always trying on other personalities that went me. And I thought maybe this time if I did it like this or copied like this, and I was very, very, very good at copying. But the thing is, I realized that I'm my best self when I just show up and authentically as me and not trying so hard because the thing is is that when you show up imperfectly people see you as a vulnerable person who they want to share insights with and I guess for the longest time I thought people expected perfection from me and I was in a very high masculine home you know with a Navy SEAL father that said, oh, you had to be perfect. Well, I had to unlearn that program and that behavior and letting go and surrendering to the flow of love that will heal me. Yes. It's important that we surrender. I, I totally get that because I was struggling with that vulnerability thing for a while, especially as, as a man. My whole life has been Tony takes care of it. You know, if it wants to get done, you go to Tony. If there's an emergency, you go to Tony. He's cool mm -hmm. under pressure. He'll handle the whole thing. That's how I am. Wow. And never allow yourself to be vulnerable to people because that's a sign of weakness. And when I, I had to unlearn that because that is just, it's huge. And really when you show vulnerability, that's a sign of strength. And actually it's a very attractive quality when you meet people who are willing to be vulnerable because oh, yeah. that allows that connection to go deeper. And that's where you, you find that radiating light between two people or a group of people. And when you feel that it's all because two people allowed themselves to become vulnerable. So I think that's a huge part of self-care. And Tony, I really, this keeps coming up. Uh, what you said, I believe during the challenge is that you love to see the radiant connection between two souls. And that I, I just think about that quite often. And when you're authentic and vulnerable, you're really able to strengthen that, that golden cord between two people, two souls. And self-care is a huge part of it because if we're not taking care of ourselves, we're not going to allow ourselves to be vulnerable in front of others. And we're not going to build those connections. So the last question I'm going to ask today is one that I ask everybody on the show. And, and that is, what does being purposely positive mean to you? Well, first I think of the word purpose. And I think that purpose is that why we are here and our integrity on earth. So I think bringing why you are here on earth. And then when you say purposely positive, I think of positive, not always being in a state of happiness, but rather seeing the glass half full than half empty. So how could you manifest in a good way, your purpose and why you're here on earth and what do you contribute every day to your dream and why you are here in the best way? That might be a long-winded response, but I think to me that means, are you making your time here on earth as 
of value? And are you making a difference? And if you were to say pass in five, three years, would you be satisfied with your efforts today? And it all starts with a choice. That choice is what makes it purposeful. Because if when we do something on purpose, it implies that we made a choice to do that. And when we make a choice to be positive and to just bring a positive outlook to the world, show our positive selves, but not necessarily fake positive, but, you know, because we've all known people who have that fake positivity and you can almost tell, but there's that authenticity. Absolutely. I think you nailed that pretty well. Thank you. So thanks so much for having me today. Is there any question that I didn't ask today that you would like to answer? Um, let's see here. What made you decide to be a podcast host, Tony? Ah, so you're turning it back to me again. You like to do that. That's Thank good. You. You, you, you should have a <laughs> podcast too someday. <laughs> yes. Well, I would say that now I used to work in radio years ago on a community station and I had a DJ show and I used to DJ at clubs and weddings and do things like that. Cause I'm also a musician. I thought that was my, that's kind of my roots in knowing how to do this type of thing. This whole negativity, I think I said earlier, that's in the world today. I just wanted to bring some positive content out there. So that's why I chose to do this podcast and, you know, bringing people on the show like you and those who have this positive message and this message that can really inspire people to be their best self. I think it's something that really has to be has to be put forth out there. So that's what really inspired me to do this. I just feel that it was, I was led to do this from everything I've done in my life as well as coaching. So I guess that would be my answer. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. And one more time, uh, if people want to get in touch with you, if you could uh, give out that website, that would be excellent. Sure. My website is gangajaya.com, G-A-N-G-A. J-A-Y-A.com. And that is my spiritual name given to me by my guru when I was 15. Story for another time on the website. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So let's hope that we get a lot of people reaching out to you from that. And they can certainly learn a lot about self-care and other things as well. So Jess, I really want to thank you for, for joining me today. I've thoroughly enjoyed this. And I hope we'll have you on again sometime. Thank you so much for having me again, Tony. And thank you, everybody. You've been listening to the Purposely Positive Podcast from Strive to Thrive, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. 